Everyman Podcast. Yeah. Oh, we're back. Velvety baby. That's right. Velvet tones coming at you live. Velvet velour tones. And in beautiful, crystal clear, high definition audio where available. Non flammable. Non flammable. Flammable. Totally potable. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're we're happy to be here. Another week on uh, on the uh, Everyman Podcast. Another another week, another pod. Yeah, baby. And uh, we're we're trying out uh, some new gear. Um, so I think we may have finally, I think we finally got it dialed in, big dog. We found it, man. Yeah. We found the sweet spot. We found, we found it. it. We found a uh, technology, and uh, we're coming at you uh, actually on Discord right now, um, yeah, which is where you can connect with us at all times and where we post all of our original content and links to shirts and all sorts of cool goodies at our Discord, which uh, you can get that, that link from our Twitter at Podcast Everyman uh, or on our Facebook or YouTube. You just get there by typing in the Everyman Podcast and bring it right there. You can join in on the yes. fun. Yes, and uh, we had a we had an awesome show last week with with Ben Cohen from Power Glove. Dude's awesome. Ben is the man. Um, he he uh, really enlightened us to what kind of life is like as a um, as a as a session musician as a, as a guy who gets an opportunity uh, to step in and takes it all the way. And he's a great example uh, for young musicians who want to be on stage uh, as a career on how to get there, and sometimes it's uh, to get, and I know this from experience as well, um, to get your opportunity to play your music, sometimes you have to go a different route, and Mm -hmm. um, I think that Ben is certainly um, a true definition of an everyman, and I I thank him for coming on the show again, and uh, really look forward to keeping an eye on what Power Glove and Laddermath has has coming forward. Thanks, Ben. You're the man, bro. You (laughs) The man. Um, yeah. So this week, uh, it's just, uh, just. I say just, but really, I am blessed to be here with my my co-host and partner, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Daryl Campbell Jr. And uh, we're <laughs> and uh, we're Jr. Uh, that's right, Jr. Period. And uh, and we're we're rocking today. We're just we're rocking, and uh, we got some stuff that's on our minds. So first, man, I want to see how was your weekend. Dude, my weekend was fantastic. Um, you know, thank God that, you know, I had another one, man. You know, spent spent it with Amen. my family, spent it uh with my baby boy, and um also spent it while uh watching some uh some John Wick three. And if you uh have any aspirations to go check out the next uh movie in that series, you should because it's all about face shots and <laughs> and um uh, fun. Uh, Keanu Reeves is, is the man, dude. Just now, the man. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. I, I, I'm planning on seeing that this weekend. Uh, I just got a few questions for you right off the bat. Would you say there were more or less um, mobster executions in this film than the previous? I think I think it, the the thing that's taken this one. I, I'll put it to you this first, first, first. This is better than the previous two. Good lord, are you sure? When d- d- hear me out, brother Jay, hear me out. Like it. Okay, it's you, you can have the second one be better than the first sometimes, right? How often do you get the third one to be better than the original? The only thing, only scenario and I can think one, of, like when does I can think of two scenarios? Two. Okay, one is 
Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. Okay, much better than Fellowship of the Ring. Touche. And, and Return, Touche. Of the, Return of the King, much better in a different way, but a great film. Much Absolutely. better than Two Towers. Uh, also, Star Wars, A New Hope. Indeed. Decent Indeed. movie. Empire Strikes Back, one of the greatest science fiction dramas of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, Return of the Jedi leaves a lot to be desired. So True. there are very few instances. Very. But the, ones, the only few. ones we can think of are <laughs> literally two of the most iconic franchises in, in film history. So Without question. Without uh, question. That sounds about right. And... Um, I think the thing that makes everybody so excited about that is one, people love Keanu Reeves, um, yeah, as, like as a as a character, as a person, For sure. And he's one of those dudes that kind of carries like a Johnny. I don't want to compare him to Johnny Depp, but where people fall for the guy, and then the character blends into it, and he just uh, he's he's an, a likable dude, and he seems to be a, a, a nice guy. So I can see uh, why people love him. But those movies, man, I love them. One of my one of my favorite franchises. Like- Think about it. the premise of him going on this, you know, like foray of shooting people in the face is simply because one, you disrespected the memory of his wife, his deceased wife, and you killed his dog. Yeah. Like, I mean, who wouldn't go on a vigilante rage if you did that to them? Like, I'm sorry. I think I would. But hey, Brother Jay, if somebody came there and they, they handed to, 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 to Baby Rhodes, I mean, you, you call me and think uh, we're both going on a vigilante. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> I watched a movie over the weekend uh, with my lovely girlfriend uh, called Death Wish with uh, Bruce Willis, which is a remake. Uh, oh, fucking yeah. sick movie! If, if you guys have Hulu, check it out. Uh, and you, and you got ninety minutes to, uh, you know, turn your brain off. Um, but it's like I, I said after watching the movie, I fucking loved it. You know, she she, eh, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think. Most men have a fantasy that, God forbid, something were to happen to their loved one, their spouse, their partner, whomever, oh, yeah. that they would just drop what they're doing and, right. and liquidate all assets and develop a skill set purely for revenge. Right. That's like every man's <laughs> fantasy. And I don't, I would like to hear, you know, hear what everybody else thinks because I think that every dude would like to go on a killing spree if somebody fucked with their family. That's just me. I don't know. But, I mean, that's why I think movies like John Wick, The Departed, or uh, not The Departed, but uh, Taken, Mm -hmm. they really get um, that that male fantasy, you know, as far as massacring your family's murderer, really out there. Same with The Punisher. Punisher's popular for the same reason. Right there, bro. You take care of his family. He's going to take care of you. I, I, and I feel like just like John Wick, we all, because of that, like you say, you, 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 everybody has that fantasy where, hey, I, I wish you would. I wish you would do that so I can go in my basement with, you know, uh, a sledgehammer and pull up all of my weapons of mass destruction from 10, 10 feet deep. I get my gold coins like Sonic. <laughs> I'm just running around going on rampage, bro. That's it. <laughs> like yeah, that's sorry. it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm gonna have to dig up uh these these probably illegally modified automatic weapons. Yeah, uh, dude. Through these many feet of concrete from my basement to slaughter you because you killed my dog. I'm sorry, I'm gonna dude, have to. And the only time you're gonna see this Gatling gun of rocket fire is on Halo. But I I'm making it happen in real life. That's that's what's right. gonna happen. It's it's yeah. it's uh 
it's a it's a modern marvel of uh, film engineering, the John Wick films, and they they have this, the sickest fight scenes. And also the oh, other thing is, sick. you know, it's pretty sick when you get a video of Halle Berry come out uh, shredding a three point uh, firearm exercise where she's going mm. through and doing the three gun, you know, bang bang bang, and switching firearms, oh, and she's getting fucking ripping headshots at twenty five feet with with a rifle, <laughs> and it's like, dude, I'll go, I believe it when you're shooting up in a hotel when you're when you're showing that much dedication to your craft and Keanu Reeves does that all the time which is really he gets into his his uh his roles like that and I know he's really into the firearm aspect and the horse riding and the driving like he does most of his stunts in driving like what the fuck Dude, it's like Tom Cruise You got John Wick on a horse bro. Yeah, come on. You got John Wick on a horse. Come on man. Yeah, talk about three things you don't want to, you know, to happen to you is like John Wick coming at you on a horse is, with firearms is probably, you know, on the top of that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's safe to say that you, uh, you gave that an every man approval. Oh, every man approval stamped approval. That's good. I mean, permanent stamp, just right, right there. on there. And, and you don't think the franchise is over. You think that they, they, they still Dude. They could still go. You would still go see more. Mm, based upon this one, I say they at least have a, mm, three to four more, at least three, yeah. three to four more. Yeah. I think this is almost going to be like a uh, James Bond type character where you can, uh, you know, Go forever with maybe different people. I don't know, or yeah. or maybe it rides with him. I don't know. I will have to make my assessment once I see it for myself, which I'm now I'm uh, guaranteed to since you've uh, sealed it and dealed it, my friend. You know what I'm gonna say too? I want to say this, and, and I'm just put it out there. I think that you know, and even though John Wick is a you know fictional character, I think that if he had a podcast, he listened to the Everyman podcast. You know why? Because he grinds it out, bro. Yeah. And he's just does and he's all, he would also probably have a lighter side too, which I think that we represent yeah. the uh, the everyman must uh, you know have a broad sword, but also a soft hand. You know, Dude, you gotta you gotta have a dog, you gotta have family. You know, what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, um, knife knife to the neck, bullet wound to the gut. Still rubs. running the next another five or six miles to take people out. Yeah, everyman to go home and do belly rubs. Um, so- Another film uh, film news that I'm really excited about is our boy James Wan, uh, director of Aquaman and uh, you know king of horror with the Saw franchise, is just announced as uh, producing a Mortal Kombat film. Mm. That's gonna, oh, love it. It's gonna hit theaters uh, 2021. So yes, uh, that that's very exciting to me for a number of reasons. Um, we talked at length about my, my my current addiction to Mortal Kombat. So when I'm not mm-hmm. when I'm not out in the field grinding away um, or managing projects from an office uh, or podcasting or uh, shredding, I am uh, playing Mortal Kombat right now and uh, Mortal Kombat 11, and it is it's incredible. And they tied that in nicely that they they announced that um, that this new film is coming out with James Wan at the helm, and I. It, the story mode in these in these new Mortal Kombat games, dude. Like you were thinking, like why why would there be a story mode in a fighting game? Yeah. Well, it's like watching a kung fu movie. That everything you know, it's like okay, a musical is a, a narrative where everything's decided in song. Well, guess what? Right. This is a kung fu movie is where everything's decided in fucking kung fu fights. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and 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 in in the Mortal Kombat. Um, reboots that they've done the the video game franchise they rebooted a couple years ago they are doing this like cinematic you know narrative that's like it's like the highest quality motion capture 
and animation and like all this high quality shit, but it's like a Kung Fu movie. So it was yeah. like a eight hour long Kung Fu story epic, which I, uh, I just wrapped up over the weekend. So, uh, I definitely, I definitely recommend that. And I uh, can't wait to see how they, cause apparently they're going to be taking this new mythology going yeah. forward. And now Liu Kang is the, you know, it's like the fire God and all this crazy shit. So dude, so sick. everybody has their own story. Like is it is is each person's story oh, or each dude. character's story like eight hours plus? No. So the way it works is like um, it's actually very clever, and they do this. There's also another franchise they have called Injustice. That's um, which we've played is the uh, it's it's yeah. the fighting game with the, the DC characters. So yeah. it starts out where it's like the first two characters are like Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and you're going through like there's a cinematic sequence, and they're like yada yada yada. I like your sharp hat. Oh, that's cool. Your fire feet are sick. Ba 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 ba, and then boom, Scorpion shows up, and it's like, oh well, I'm gonna have to face fuck you now, and then boom, you know, then you, then you, then it like, but the cool thing is, is the graphics, dude, have gotten so, uh, you know, on that on that PS4 Pro and 4K up there, it gets right. like the cinematic blends instantly into the into the gameplay, and like you're like, wow. and then it's like, oh, you like, and they just like a kung fu movie, like Kung Lao comes up, says something, this guy, boom, boom, and then. They're just you're just fighting it out, and then like obviously you got to win your fight, and then the next story segment progresses forward, and then it's like nice. It's it's a it's a linear story, but you have different cutscenes if like you can choose between. You want to be in this sequence. It's like, you know, this time I'm going to be Kung Lao, and like you beat him, and it opens up a different pathway to the same conclusion of the story, but like just kind of right. encourages you to go back and play it again, and get everybody's fatalities and stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I remember back in the day, um, getting, getting the video game rental and asking, you know, like, Oh, can I have the, the one with the green box that, you know, it's got, the, yeah, it's got the codes in the, in the book. And they're like, <laughs> ah, but like we, there was like a underground community before the, we all had access to the internet of oh, people yeah. passing around, um, a N64 cartridge of mortal Kombat you know, around the, the Gennardis down here and mm -hmm. uh, discovering the fatalities. And you'd have yeah, to like, dude. you would basically sit there with your, with your, you know, your stupid controller right. and you just, okay, I'm going to do left, right, A, B, A, B, up, down. And then right. like nothing happens. You're like, and cross that off the list. Like you had to literally <laughs> right. be a programmer and come up with like a hundred different button combinations and you know, like, and this is like no inner. So these kids have no idea how easy oh, it is to just buy a fatality token for fifty, you know, light coins or whatever the fuck, and and then just be able to rip your opponents in half. Because at the end of a hard day like today, I wanted to just come home and just melt some people's faces off. <laughs> yeah, man. So I love it. it's it's uh, it's all you know, it's all in good fun. And um, to tie into that, on on kind of you know some events in my life um i had a little experience with some combat sports this weekend or some combat <laughs> in general um nice i went to uh my girlfriend and i went went to uh, nxt at the fillmore mm. in philadelphia which was the coolest uh professional wrestling venue i've ever been to minus um obviously you know WrestleMania in New Orleans, super, super oh, dumb yeah. and sick. But like, I went to when I was at WrestleMania in Dallas, I went to a show at uh, a barbecue restaurant. That was that was cool, but it wasn't nice. You know what I mean? There's right. Difference I got between you. cool and nice. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, the Fillmore, if if you've ever been, uh, it's got these like beautiful chandeliers that are that are hanging down. So they had like the ring stationed in front of the stage, and they had steps coming down to it. And Wait. the seating chart was real confusing. So we we thought we got front row tickets when we bought them, but we didn't know for sure. And uh, we thought we were like real lucky. And then it was like, ah, oh, my buddy uh, does security down there. He's like, dude, they keep changing the, the seating chart. I have no idea what's going oh, on. Oh man. So we're like, at least I'm like stressing. And uh, we get down there and they're like, oh, yeah, you need wristbands. So I was like, oh, that's a good sign. You need some wristbands. That's probably good. And there then, like, go. the girl's like, oh, yeah, I'll walk you to your seats. So we're walking and every section we go through, I'm thinking, like, oh, damn, these seats are sick. And then, like, <laughs> she, whoop, nope, we're going through the next section. Oh, these are sick. And then I look at my ticket and it says, like, EE6 or whatever. And I look at the seats and I realize that six is the seat closest to the to the ring. And then right. he was, and I'm like, oh shit, we're fourth row and I'm on the fucking front. So like, you know, I'm like right on the, on the railing, right in front of the ring, like five feet from the ring, dude. And uh, dude. it was, it was awesome. We had a blast and there was this dude there, this guy, Keith Lee, he's, I can only describe him as a human barrel. He's like, he's like six, eight, minimum three fifty. But somehow he reminds me of Bob. Like he's built like Bob Sapp. He's a smaller Bob Sapp. Okay. Like abs and all. It's terrifying. <laughs> and and he apparently he used to play. I, I, I had to look him up after the show because I was like, where did they find this guy? Like he had to have been doing something ridiculous at that size. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like you don't just like you don't like be like, I'm going to get into engineering and then transition into pro wrestling. Usually they, they come from like. You know, they mostly they come from some sort of athletics, and apparently he he was a uh, a Longhorn and on a scholarship, and then he decided to uh, go the pro wrestling route. And let me tell you, the guy's insane, and he was just a, a, a human barrel, like like those barrels that Donkey Kong throws. Oh yeah, like that's his <laughs> shape, dude. It was the craziest shit, and he's that's doing crazy. and he's like doing like moon salts off the top rope, three hundred and fifty pounds, and you could see the. Dude, the shit just buckling underneath. The guy's incredible. And then um, <laughs> the the main dude that I that I went there to go see uh, is the King of Bros, Matt Riddle. He's um he's a former UFC fighter, and he had like a nine and two record. And then he he failed some uh, drug tests and got yeah. bounced out of the UFC. And now he's he's into pro wrestling. And he's he was he was great. So the, the King of Bros was great. The NXT was was nice. a great time. And uh, you know, all around, every man great weekend. But yeah, dude. One of the people I met there, um, hanging around, is um, the real Golden Voice, uh, Mr. Stephen Stefan Benson, and mm. um, he's uh, he actually is the uh, WWE 2K19 World Champion. World champ. Yeah, he she's the champ champ. He's got he dude. He had a he has a custom title belt and everything that says nice. WWE 2K19 World Champion. All this shit. Um, so he won he won this uh, competition. Uh, of all the world's best WWE 2K19 players to win a million dollars um, at SummerSlam, and uh, he was at the show. He lives in Philly, so we uh, we connected. We 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 did what the everyman does, which is make connections through Sit, man. through positive interaction. Network King, baby. That's right, brother today. <laughs> and uh, so he's going to be on the show coming up here in a, in a couple weeks. And uh, really That's looking awesome. for, really looking forward to that. So shout out to the real golden voice. Uh, we'll, shout we'll be, out, baby. We'll be talking to you soon, my bro. Um, and uh, of course, that brings us to um, you know 
what's going on in our professional lives. So um, I understand you've been uh, busy in the workshop over there, cutting up some real gems. Anything you can talk about? Yeah, dude. We got um, what well, the NFL Network is doing this cool thing with uh, it's it's a session. It's called Game Pass NFL Game Pass Film Session, where they they basically take twenty twenty five minute like well i say not shows but we make 20 25 minute social uh shows um on nfl.com basically feature nfl players and and they talk tape bro i mean high level granular exos you know they talk experiences they talk uh coaches they talk a little bit of history you know what i mean um but you know more than anything else, it's it's very entertaining to put these together. Um, showed off my NFL uh, Game Pass film session uh, for Cameron Jordan, who's an unbelievable um, uh, person. Uh, he's got a great family. He talks about working his craft. He talks about his dad, Steve Jordan, who uh, was a six-time pro bowler. Um, he talks about technique, stunts. He talks about the team. Really, and he, the cool thing about Cam is like he's one of those guys that it like he's not he's not the cocky dude that you're like, dude, like I want to punch you in the face. He's the cocky guy that's like funny, relatable, and you're like, you know what, you know, if I had a skill set like yours, I, I I'd probably be that way too. And you're not a douchebag because of it because you you're relatable, you're personable, and I kind of love you for that. So, um, and he has a great sense of humor, humor. So, um, yeah, uh. Be on the lookout for that, NFL.com. Uh, go to go NFL.com, category, Game Pass, Film Session, and then you'll see all the ones that we've been putting together here at NFL Films. And uh, probably within the next few weeks, you'll see mine for Cameron Jordan. It'll be awesome, and you're going to love it. I can't wait yeah. to see that. And I, I actually I watched the, um, the uh, Carson Wentz uh, segment that you did, and uh, that, was, that was really cool. And, and you really do get a good, like, it's like, it's almost like a podcast in the sense that you're, you're kind of sitting in on a conversation and you, yeah. and you're like, but the conversation is just like current, really elite players and, and just legends talking about what's going on there and like, and the reality of it and, and, and how that relates to life outside of the game and, and some yeah. instances. And it's a really, it's a really cool look for the fan because like you're, you're getting to see kind of behind the curtain and, and yeah. that inside, like, that fraternity that they talk about of the NFL and like that NFL community that is like that brotherhood that comes from whether you've played, you know, one, one snap, one game, you know, one season to, you know, 17 years in the league, nine Super Bowl appearances or whatever. Um, it's, it's a shared, it's a shared adversity. So I think that that really translates. And um, I think you obviously with experience in the league and being part of that community you have an ability uh, to help tell that story through that lens that, um, you know, somebody somebody else wouldn't really know, not know, but be able to hit those nuanced points, which is something that, you know, I think that's uh, that's that every man's signature difference that you Ooh. provide, my brother. <laughs> every man's signature plus. It's, it's, it's really easy when you got guys, hosts like, you know, Brian Baldinger and Ron Jaworski, who, you know, people love all over the world, all over the globe. Um, leading those sessions with those athletes so you can get those nuanced moments, like you said. So I think it's great, man. Yeah, it's, it's fun times, but it's every man way, man. Oh, it's fun. I mean, come on, dude. Can't do anything without a great team. Preparation. Yep. Rest. That and like ice. Team America, you, you need a montage. Yeah. I mean, dude, <laughs> eventually, eventually we're going to do a, a best of episode that's just a montage song 
with yeah, dude. all of these all of these great moments from all of our all of our everyman guests. Always fade out in the montage. That's right. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a that's a thing from the '80s that I don't think in the '90s that somehow got lost in all of the big budget Hollywood movies now. Because back in the day, movies they spent no money on making them as little as possible because the producers were spending all the money on cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you have things like Gremlins too. Take it, take it to the head, right? Because they literally they <laughs> took the money, they bought drugs with it instead of spending the money on things like screenplays, and you know, so they they had to adjust. Um, there were some real shitty movies and and real shitty budgets, so they couldn't really tell that whole story. So they would just. Throw right. a montage together, and it just basically cut yeah. a music video. And the Rocky films um, are, are are fucking fed off of montages, dude. Without montages, fed off of montages. those movies might not crack forty five. <laughs> you know, um, dude. How how long can you see Sylvester Stallone hit meat in the in the freezer, dude? Like, uh, yeah, or driving. <laughs> I'd like to see. I tell you what I'd like to see is a montage of all of the various Sylvester Stallone movie montages. Just a whole I bet you that's a feature length film. Ninety minutes of straight Rambo music like just... music montage scenes from his films in the eighties and nineties. Um but you know what? Gotta respect, gotta shout out uh the Sly Man because uh, you know, he's still getting it and he's got all these tattoos now. Yeah, dude. And he's like a hundred and he's still jacked. Two hundred. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of his work, uh, both yeah, in and out of the cinema. Guy seems like a real deal, bro. Well, you know, one thing I do love about him too is, like, in real life, man, he's he's a, he's a, he seems like a good dad, bro. Like his his daughters love him. Like he's he's all about his family, man. And you know, I, you know me, brothers, I can appreciate that because and, and we were talking about this earlier, man. Hey, without family, man, you're lost, and that's the every man way too. So. For yep. sure, and you can, you know, what what do you have if you don't have family? All those, all those steroids and all those tattoos and all that oil that he's been, all that baby oil, you know, means nothing if you don't have a purpose for it. So that's it, man. No, that's I, it. I, I I love uh, I love Sly. I love the Expendables. Also, you know, it's a great a great film, uh, high quality film. I'm I'm a real I'm a real sucker. I don't even say sucker. I'm just a huge fan of of like action movies that aren't that good. Um, you know, some people might call them B movies or whatever, but yeah, uh, they're just, you know, I don't want them to fully lean into it. I kind of like when they're trying to make a good movie and it just, the concept is terrible or whatever, right. but things like triple X, the return of Xander cage, where they all like, they lean into it. You know, that yeah, one was pretty bad and pretty sick. Um, yeah. versus like the fast and furious where it's like, okay, this is, this is or John wick. It's like really quality. Um, yeah. I like those shit ones. So, um, except for Tokyo Drift, I was not a fan of Tokyo dude, Drift. Nobody liked Tokyo Drift, dude. That like, guy that they on, had man. in that was like, oh, oh, he had, <laughs> he had nothing. Dude, there was, there was, there was like a three minute scene of him like drifting around. I think it was like the car or the chick in the car or whatever, and he was just looking at her for like three straight minutes before he sped off. While he was being chased by cops. I'm like, so these cops aren't going to get this guy while he's spinning around this one car he's, for three minutes? He's making, I'm done. He's making those <laughs> those Tokyo cops look like real cartoon characters. <laughs> oh, you silly American. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> a oh my gosh. That's a real good one. Uh real bad one. Um but he slide did these uh prison prison break. What was yeah, what were those called? I don't know what they are, but but Arnold is in it and it's like one of the first movies Arnold did post governorship yeah. governorship. Yeah. Um and uh, he, the he he basically was that the Expendables? Was that the ex- no no no? It's like it's like I think it's called Prison Break. I think is and it like really? and he and he essentially escapes from a uh, he go, puts himself in prison just to break out and uh, it's incredible. And then the second one has Batista in it, um, Escape Plan. So there's Escape Plan One and Two, ah, and Escape Escape Plan yeah. Escape Plan One is uh, with Arnold, and he and and Jim Caviezel plays the bad guy. Now mm-hmm. I don't know about uh, the Everyman universe, but if you've ever seen The Passion of the Christ, real hard to unsee Jim Caviezel as Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He, the guy yeah. does a pretty good job, and I kind of think that's probably why he didn't get any roles for a while. So. Yeah. Imagine a movie where yeah, Jesus, bro. Imagine like, a movie where Jesus is in imprisoning uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger um, in the same in the same prison. So, dude, I mean, also Jesus. known as Stream Now, definitely go ahead and spend that two bucks on YouTube. It's worth it. So, you mean to tell me Jesus is is trying to imprison the the Terminator and Rocky Balboa? No, yeah, it's not yeah. happening. Not happening, bro. You're gonna have to watch that and find out how they get out of that situation. And you can't unsee that. And actually, you know, shout out to my my hip hop historian Sam, uh, my brother there. He he actually keyed me in on this factoid. Uh, for all you uh, Fifty Cent fans out there, he Fifty Cent actually produced um, that movie, which is why he's like in the role of tech guy. The classic. Nice. I mean, every action film you need a tech guy. Um, oh. That's the one. So he's like the nerd dude that's like infiltrating all the uh, like the the operating systems for wherever they. Get. Yeah. That I've seen those. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's classic. not believable. No. He's not believable in no, that no. role. No, I mean I'm sure he's, he's got too many muscles, bro. I'm sure like, he's he a smart guy, but right, he does not have the body of a of a IT professional. Yeah. Um, and uh, nerds can't have traps, bro. No, just, not like it's that. Possible. Very well. I mean, I mean. Not not nerds like that. Not those kind of not technical like, nerds. Not like that. You got to spend no. a lot of time indoors to get those, and not in the gym. Yeah. Uh, those yeah. are diff- muscles of a different kind, and, Dude, uh, and what, what we love those muscles. With, um, what was the movie with uh, uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart, where like The Rock was like a nerd, but he was huge? Oh, where he, he used to like be a fat guy, guy, and then he got yeah. skinny, and then he became The Rock. Um, that was Central Intelligence. That one was honestly a little weak. Uh, yeah, but you know. But was it? But, but was the nerd character of the Rock believable with the traps? I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean the Fanny jorts. Back, no. The jorts helped, but mm. but dude, yeah. yeah. You're Dwayne Johnson. You can't un. You can't unrock yourself. I'm sorry. It no, doesn't. You can't. When you when you spent 20 years in Hollywood now, uh, taking it over, you can't just become a a cool guy. You know who does do that too? Uh, well, though, is John Cena. He 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 really makes, absolutely. He shows his ass a lot. Uh, and I mean, in the sense of he makes a fool out of himself um, mm-hmm. and he does it very believable. And you kind of yeah. believe him as a shit head and yeah. uh, as like he's he's good as that kind of gym douche guy you want to yeah. hate. And also like funny, stupid. So, yeah, big fan of his work, as I told as I told WWE Pete, uh, WWE Superfan Pete, who I, I, I just wanted to I don't want to forget this point. I have a deep appreciation for 
uh, pro wrestling super fans because everyone, everyone, whether you're a football fan, a hockey fan, soccer fan, whatever it is, you can understand why someone would throw away their plans every Sunday for a calendar year to dedicate their lives to, to supporting that team, doing the face paint, showing up, you know, really rooting on their team. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What is hard for a lot of people to understand is the super fans of pro wrestling. And, yeah. and to me, when I look at those guys who, you know, their hobby is going to pro wrestling shows and not only that, but they're going to be the best going to pro wrestling shows guy, you know, yeah. they're going to have a sick outfit. So that right. they look, they get on camera and they look the part, but they live the part because they, they kind of are, they get sucked into that pro wrestling universe and yeah. super fan Pete, uh, I see him all the time at shows. I got a chance to talk with him and I get a photo with him. Dude is the man. And if you ever watch any pro wrestling shows in the Philadelphia area, you've seen this guy, uh, long mm-hmm. hair, always wears sunglasses and wears Zubas. He wears yeah. these black and white Zubas pants, uh, but he's been wearing them for 30 years. Yeah, so three decades. They're not ironic, <laughs> folks. They're, these are Zulapan faithful. Yeah, they're <laughs> original, and he means it. So, shout yeah. out to Super Fan Pete. Um, Big ups. Yeah. So that was all in all. Uh, it sounds like we've had a successful, successful run here uh, at the Everyman, and um, uh, I wanted to touch on a little bit about my new, um, my new nine to five gig that you, you, we uh, touched on a little bit in the previous yeah, episode. Brother Jake. So I made a move uh, in my in my day life. Um, as I am like a uh, a night podcaster, like Blade, kind of mm-hmm. a day walker, if you will. You're really a superhero, bro. Yes, yeah. like Switchblade of uh, of Blade. I'm I'm, I'm his it. little buddy, um, Butter Knife. <laughs> 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 yeah, and uh, Butter Knife. I'm sorry. Nah, that's sorry. That was a good that's one. That's, that's a good one. And. Uh, I made a move because I was looking. I was looking for some some career growth opportunity and uh, an opportunity where I could go somewhere that my kind of thinking outside the box and management skills would be utilized. And I got an opportunity there with a company um, that was fit all those categories. So took a little bit of a leap of faith, which is required sometimes uh, uh, if you're going to follow that every man path. Because you know the shit in life that's worth having is uh, hard to get. Which is why not everyone has it, and I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about security, um, wellness, health, yep. family, love, all these things. You got to you got to work for, um, and and to have those things and and grow those things and nurture those things, you need to be able to provide for them. Um, so I needed to I needed to put myself in a position that I could do that the best way possible, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, so I did that, and and part of the job is um, going out into the field occasionally. Um, so project management um, is essentially, you know, making sure things happen the way they're supposed to happen for the people that asked them to happen. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward. So I actually got myself out into the field today, and uh, I I moved around some three thousand pound ATMs with uh, one like other dude boss. because they said, hey. We need you to get this experience so you understand the process. And I said, "What time and where do I need to be?" And I and I got go. I got my work clothes on, and I went out and I learned how to, uh, you know, how that how that goes. And and I gotta, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are, are are listening to this podcast like I do. You know, when I'm working and on the on the grind. And if you're if you're out there 
working hard in the heat and uh, like I was today, man, I just, I salute you uh, with, with ultimate respect because that is a hard way to earn a living. And mm -hmm. um, I, I got a, I got a firsthand experience with it today and it really, I, I honestly really enjoyed it because the, the sense of accomplishment of going to a location and seeing something and then having instructions and removing something and then leaving it in a different state and your job is finished. Yeah. It's like you, it's like I imagine the feeling a baker has when they bake a cake and then somebody buys it. It's, it's like, it goes out the door and it's like the feeling I had, you know, when, when our music went to the NFL and it's a sense of satisfaction and completion that you don't get from, you know, other, other forms of work, uh, that, that I've done and had experience with. So, the 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 physical labor and sweating it out and 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 let me tell you dude these things are fucking heavy bro and like yeah. it's there there's technical aspects of it but at the end of the day it's a it's a three thousand pound steel box yeah that's it so yeah you call it whatever you want to call it you got to get it from a to the back of this truck which is b right and in between that is a street with like people cars yep. traffic uh, yep. people trying to come into the location thinking that it's open and they don't speak English and you're trying to explain to them that you, you don't work at that place and you're just trying to take equipment and that right. you're supposed to be there and that they shouldn't call the police. Like these are all, <laughs> right. these are all interesting things that you have to deal with all while yeah. handling a 3000 pound steel box. So I, I have nothing but, uh, respect for people that are that are out there doing that kind of work um not that I didn't before but I never had the opportunity to do it so it was it was really great experience for me and and my advice to any professionals out there young professionals old professionals whatever it is if somebody comes to you with an opportunity and they say hey um it's it's going to be hard work but I think it's valuable for you to go out and remove this 3000 pound steel box yeah how do you feel about that don't hesitate just say sounds good let's do it just give yeah. it a try because you might end up one learning something. I learned a ton today. I learned, yeah. I learned about what goes on in a construction site, you know, how these guys yeah. interact and what it's like dealing with a, an elect, a guy that's an electrician and then a plumber and then a security guy and then a bank guy or whoever, you know, you've got all these different personalities that have to work together. And then you got to come in and manage that situation really really cool because you know it's it's not unlike working with musicians it's everybody's got their role and their ego and you got to respect their piece of the process to have a finished product yeah dude i i feel that brother jay and uh again congratulations on the new gig proud of you man love you bro love you too um, man thank you very much I, I i'm telling you man like the the the, the road to the everman journey to, to NFL films and I took a, took a pit stop at a place called future and mobility. Um, and I was in it ended up being an it project manager, but, uh, my first year was, uh, I was a field technician, um, for, for an, an it field technician. And dude, I, I hear you when you're, when you got to get out there and do wall arm installations and be oh, out dude. in the heat and move racks and it's for the, for like Lehigh Valley health network and do retro power fit, cables for mid carts dudes nuts and you aren't exactly the uh person i would choose to put into a tight space no offense yeah no bro out of all the resources in the everyman toolkit 
It would probably be Steli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a tunnel rat. I'm going to call Steli. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna call the big dog because no, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get you out. No, but no, no, but like to, to commending you though, like the grind is real, man, and that's what the Everman yep. is all about. And um, like you said, you know, in order for you to get the things you want, you got to do. Sometimes you gotta you gotta go through that grind. So you gotta go ups, through the grind, man. and also thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I, I, you know, I learned, I learned a lot of that from you too, man. You know, and it's it's a ever it's an ever growing process. Um, the everyman journey and you know just when you think you've figured out uh all there is to figure out about about your craft you, you somebody kind of impresses you with a crowbar and you learn some <laughs> shit about leverage that, that that you know you never learned because uh you know you didn't go to college and you didn't, and you didn't go to that uh you know you didn't go to that like, geometry cable class management. yeah Mm-mm. crowbar yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you, you you learn some some little some little workarounds so um but yeah, man, thank you very much, and I'm looking forward to uh, continuing that journey and and learning more, getting out in the field again. Because honestly, I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to uh, learning. I know I'm going to be going out again in the near nice. future uh, to learn the opposite end of the spectrum, which is uh, the the three thousand pound box going into the thing. So uh, I I imagine going in is much trickier than going out. Um, yeah, as I've heard. So that's what I've heard. <laughs> nice but uh but yeah man another week another pod um again if uh if you guys have been enjoying the ride with us uh you know give us a subscribe on itunes apple itunes uh podcast app uh you can you can also subscribe to us on soundcloud uh which is uh, the easiest place to find us uh, also it's you know if you're on a web browser you're on facebook whatever that's right there uh you can like us on facebook all that business um We've been saying it for a couple of weeks, but we got something really cool coming soon and uh, excited to get everybody on board with it. And um, NFL guests coming up, wrestling guests coming up, music guests coming mm-hmm. up. We got returning guests. Mm-hmm. Out. Everything's coming. So a um, lot, of, lot of really cool things. And uh, as always, Mr. Campbell Jr., it was a pleasure to connect mm-hmm. with you today, sir, and have this you wonderful too, podcast. And uh, I wish you all health and good luck. Every mouth. Every man.